back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we talk about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time, and spare our wives from having to listen to us again. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. Welcome back. Welcome back to you, sir. And uh, welcome back to our lovely wives, Kathy Stoker and Candace LaSalle. Hey, ladies. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks for Thanks having for us having back. Oh, that's what I wanted. <laughs> Ditto. All right. So <laughs> welcome back. We are talking about minute 101 of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, minute 101 starts with Sulu removing the Starfleet flag from Spock's torpedo slash casket and ends a minute later with Scotty firing up the bagpipes. Yes. Yeah. So this is the, the funeral, I guess, of Spock and paying respects to the other folks who died in the battle of the Mutara Nebula, but it's mostly about Spock. Yeah, mostly about Spock. <clears throat> I'm glad he throws in, you know, that, you know, during his big giant speech, you know, during, you know, in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of new life. So he's recognizing that, you know, <clears throat> even though there is death, there is like this out the window, there's like this amazing thing happening. Yeah, Meaning it's very, very poetic. Is- Meaning, yeah, the Genesis planet is being, like, formed right now. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think the, yeah, Kirk's speech, very, very poetic here. Um, do you think he's just doing it off the cuff, or did he, like, have prepared notes? I think it's all off the cuff. Yeah. What do you, uh, so, he gives a great speech. What do you think about the people as they go around? You know, you see Savick and Uhura, you see Kirk and Bones, you see... Carol and David, but you don't see Scotty, Sulu, or Chekhov. Do you think that's a slight oh. to them? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I did make notes of you know who, who they kept cutting to, but it even, didn't even dawn on me. We didn't see Chekhov. And uh, I'm always distracted by Scotty because I'm always you – you never get to see him you know, well enough because he's got his bagpipes <laughs> in hand. Um, yeah. But when you, when you say a slight, do you mean a slight to the characters or a slight to the actors? Well, I was thinking just, more to the to the characters. Like, are they just not quote big enough? You know, are they just not? And even you know, the other expressions like Uhura, like like, and uh, you know McCoy. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm getting out of them. Like, obviously, Savick gives like the very you know she's like on the verge of tears and. Carol is giving her sort of loving smile to Kirk, and like I get the emotion there, but I feel like McCoy and Uhura just like staring off into space. Let's chalk it up to shock. Shock. Yeah, that's what I kind of got from. Is it Uhura? Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just looked a little kind of like she couldn't believe what they were there for. Or is that the look she always has when she's up? <laughs> I was gonna say upstairs. But wherever she is. On the bridge. On the bridge. On the bridge. On the bridge. I is, knew that word. It, it is upstairs. You got oh, it's there. upstairs. Yeah. Yay. No, I think I would say, Dave, I would I would chalk it up to shock. Uh, uh, McCoy's, though, McCoy doesn't look like he's in shock. He just looks like he's, I don't know what, doesn't want to be there or. Yeah, I just, uh, I feel I like his. Pissed. I feel like his expression just. Oops. Just doesn't right. match his. What he, sh- what, what I think he should be feeling. 
Like for as much grief as he's always given Spock, you, you have green blooded inhuman, you know, he's always, you know, he's always poking at Spock and, you know, I, I, I feel like there would have been a little something more there. I mean, he gives a little something, but it just, I feel like it would have been more. Right. Yeah. I guess at funerals, right. Don't people cry? I mean, I don't know. Cry. Why isn't anyone crying? And isn't Thavik Vulcan and do they cry? So she's the only one crying? Well, she's, um, or she's, she's, not she's, she's, Vulcan. she's, she is Vulcan, but she's also part Romulan. And oh. we've, we, me and Chris have talked about that throughout the, the movie. Um, you know, she does a couple of things where she definitely expresses emotion. Okay. This Are is probably the most. To... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. This is probably the most controversial one of, of the film where, right. where, uh, where Savick cries and sheds a tear. Um, because as a Vulcan, you know, this is so out of character. Right. And, um, and as far as we know, the viewing audience, and if you, you know, you get into Nerdville and you're like, you know, what's canon in Star Trek? It's like, if it's not on the TV show and it's not in the movies, it isn't true. And so there's nowhere in this film where they say that Savick is half Vulcan, half Romulan. Right. So, so for us, there's a little bit of a, if you don't know that, this is probably, this is even more shocking that a Vulcan is shedding a tear. Right. Yep. Um, and is she crying because he's a Vulcan or because, just because it's sad or... Just I think because of I think, the funeral. She respected well, I, him. Well, I think respected he, you know, him. I guess that too. He was her. <laughs> he was her mentor. So I mean, I think he was like a trusted confidant, and you know, oh, helping right, right. you know through you know the re- the recruit, you know, being a recruit, and you know her being a Vulcan, you know, command officer as well. Probably they probably had a special relationship in that in that regard. We do sort of. You know, I'm going to fast forward a movement movie here for a second and say, like, you know, there's a relationship that Spock has again with another Vulcan in Star Trek VI, the Undiscovered Country. And I feel like it's that same sort of, you know, teacher-mentee relationship kind of thing. Yeah. It, it does seem weird that she's the only one crying. I don't know. Well, besides well, Kirk, when Kirk's second part of his eulogy speech he starts to break down so i didn't know if we were going to go back to the speech later or not because i had a few things to say i have a question about this speech too so sure what's your question what's your question well my question is he says something about that he gave his life for new life or something but that's is that why i mean why would he did he i'm not sure how i want to say it like is that why he gave his life i don't think that's why he gave his life it was to protect the ship. ship. Right. So Kirk says uh, he gave his life to protect the, the world, right? The, the, the Genesis planet is what right. he's alluding to. So I, I think he's probably taking some poetic license would be my guess because no, he, Spock, went, Spock went down there to save the ship. They were trying to escape, you know, and if they, if they hadn't escaped, they would all be, <laughs> they'd be part of that planet now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I think it's I I chalk it up to just poetic license. I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Do you think poetic. that's a no? I, I, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I we we've talked about it, you know, at length about well, why Spock, you know, went down there. Yeah, obviously he went down to save the crew and everyone, you know, everyone out. You know, that's his first first thing he says to to Kirk is like, you know, ship out of danger. You know, he's he's more concerned about that than I don't even think Spock knows the planet even exists. Right. So he died, you know, inside the belly of the ship, you know, 
he wasn't even he didn't even get to see the 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 Reliant explode. So I think I agree wholeheartedly with you, Chris, that he's just sort of taken. You know, he's making the you know he's trying to say, uh, you know, the, in the midst of our death, you know, the death here, there's new life, and you know he you know Spock valued life and you know the protection of it. You know that's why he gave his life was for all life, and mm-hmm. I think he's just trying to connect the points a little bit. Well, when he first when he first started his speech, I was a little annoyed because I thought, "Oh, come on, show some real emotion." And then I was happy to see there was a quick turning point in which he, you know, says, and I'm paraphrasing that of everybody he's ever known through all of his travels that Spock was the most human. And so I definitely want to hear what you all have to say about that part. I I, I think. Um... My my take on it is is he in this in this funeral in this ceremony he is Admiral Kirk, and you know like he said at the start and paying respects mm. to the to honor dead. He's not he's I don't think he's he's not there at the beginning, um, just for Spock. He's there as the admiral for all mm-hmm. the lives that were lost on the ship during this battle, and I think it's only when he does get down to you know of my friend I can say only this. Um, that's when it's now. He's not Admiral Kirk anymore. He's you know Jim Kirk, and uh, I mean this is a. This is a I, I I love this this line. I love this scene. Mm. I, there, I think there's a lot there's a lot here to to, to talk about. I think um, one I think is talk about Shatner's performance. This to me seems very real, the way he delivers that line and his voice breaks. Um, do you think he actually got Shatner actually got choked up? You know, delivering I, I have, that line? I have to wonder, like, if he did. Yeah, I find his face, it does. It looks like he's, like, I can relate to that face, like, trying to hold back tears and kind of contorting your face a little bit and just not wanting to lose it. Right. But being pretty close to losing it. Right. And just squeaking out the word, yeah, like, yeah. I, I got to say human, but I don't want to say anything else because I'm going to start bawling. Right, right. Right, yeah. And what do you think he meant by that Spock was the most human of all of the people, you know, people, beings, things he had met. I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's, he's, you know, Kirk is talking about like, you know, what it means to when, you know, humans reach their, their, their ultimate level of, you know, selflessness and generosity and acceptance and, you know, honor and nobility and all those different attributes like, you know, he says his was the most human. His soul was the most human, meaning I think all those noble qualities that we we strive to to get to, Spock was Spock was was there. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think I think we we talked about it a little bit I think last week in that um, <clears throat> when Spock first starts talking to Kirk through the glass, you know, I said, don't grieve. It's, it's logical. Right. You know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And, and, um, I think it's, it's debatable that, you know, Spock, Spock did this selfless thing by saving the ship and sacrificing his own life. You know, he did this thing purely because he's a Vulcan and it's, it was, it was a logical thing to do, but it's really when you step back and it's like, no, a selfless act like that is really, like Dave said, the most noble thing a human a human would do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's, I, I, I agree. I think it's, um, he didn't do it because of logic. I think he did it because he cares. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. You think? I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know. And maybe it's because it's 2016 still. I'm like, well, would humans do that? I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, I feel boy. like maybe it's, it is more logical because I don't know. You're yeah, feeling, but. <laughs> you feeling a little dark about uh, <laughs> the coming year? <laughs> no, no. I just, I don't know. I guess oh, I maybe I'm sounding extremely cynical. And I, I mean, I like Dave's description about, you know, being human. That's what we all strive to be. The, those are, you know, that Spock embodied that. And yeah, because when I think of the definition of human, I do not think of, sadly, sacrificing oneself for, I mean, I guess as a mother, yeah, I would sacrifice myself for my children and my family. <sighs> I don't know. But... Just, just hold on to that then. All right. Mm. Yeah, that's because Spock. It, that's Spock. Okay, okay. Right. I got there because I'm like, yeah, it's pretty logical. Because right. I don't know, us humans right now. Not... We just had a we had a rough November here in the states. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I actually am really was really happy that um, Kirk breaks down there and does deliver that line because that's what I think I was saying in the previous minute. I was hoping for him to articulate. I know I'm kind of mm. hung up on that, but I really wanted to see that emotion from him where Spock had given him that emotion when he was dying. So I was glad to see that this moment happened a little bit later and he really did show a vulnerable side, Kirk, by, you know, breaking down a little bit and then really throwing out that that piece about, you know, Spock, you know, embodying what it is to be a human. And I really do think that Spock was like the ultimate, what you say, soldier? Like if we're talking, I don't know, I don't think he's considered a soldier, right? Being a member of the Enterprise, but comparing it to like, say, soldiers who sacrifice their lives for the, the betterment and the bigger picture, I think is very noble. Right. And that's where I think that that's sort of the message here. I guess technically, I mean, it is I was gonna... that he's a soldier. I mean, yeah, I mean, would these people be considered part of the military of some sort? I, I think okay. they are. Well, it's, it's it's weird to think in that context because Star Trek is so, uh, you know, not in general. Star Trek is not a militaristic right. show. That right. these movies, this Wrath of Khan and, and the the you know movies two through six, uh, definitely took, took on that feel. Or they made Starfleet and all of the characters, you know, had a very militaristic bent um so it's weird to think of that because i think you know when i think of a soldier i'm picturing carrying weapons and and you know right and uh so that one doesn't fit do. with me but Those i think these are things well that's yeah that's they're going into i i go back to you know the the beginning of the show you know to seek out new life and new civilizations like that's they're on a scientific yeah. mission they're not right. there for for war they're to embrace other cultures and they're there you know it's Again, it's the the best of what we hope to become. Mm -hmm. You know, no, I like that. That's I like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are moments where I think the Enterprise and Starfleet they encounter the bad people, and you know, then obviously the military side I think comes out. I think for this movie, and Chris and I have talked about it a little bit, is um, in this one, this movie in particular, it sort of reset how Star Trek was was viewed with the with the outfits and a lot of the military type things like when they first board the enterprise and they had the whistle and i think that comes from nicholas My nicholas meyer's background of you know his love of 
you know, seafaring novels and stuff like that. And I think that's why we view it maybe more military-like than we have before. Okay. So maybe it's more like, yes, it could be a military-esque funeral, but maybe it's more like a sailor's funeral. Like a sailor being an adventurer, like what they're doing, explorer. Right. Yeah, I definitely, I, I think there's, there's, they've equated it, you know, and I, I've seen things by Nicholas Meyer and, and Harv Bennett, and they definitely equated a lot of this to seafaring, you know, life being, you know, very naval-like. Mm-hmm. So is this scene then, like, would you say this is about Kirk and how he's feeling, or is this about Spock? That question's come up more than once during this show. Um, is, is the movie about Kirk, or is it about Spock? Right, um, or in this particular scene. I, I, My opinion is it's about Spock. I think, you know, Kirk, just because I think the way, the way Kirk described him, I think is it just mm-hmm. great, you know, great summary, great summation mm-hmm. of Spock as a character. Um I think the movie in general is really Kirk's journey of, you know, kind of coming into this, dealing with his uh, midlife crisis and feeling worn out and, you know, useless. And um, and he you know, kind of all turns around by the time we get to the end of the film. But uh, no, I think this scene is about Spock. Mm-hmm. So I said, it, I think when, I, we, when Nick and Scott were on, the, I think the whole journey, you know, from the beginning, you know, the show all the way to movie six has been about them together. And I think even in this moment, it's about them because yes, is Kirk saying all these great things about Spock and how he feels, but it's also how he feels and we're seeing how he feels. So it's partially about him too. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel that it's, it's always been about them. Even in the moment when Spock's no longer here and we're just talking about him, it's still, I agree with you, Chris, that it, it is about Spock. But I feel like in the moment, you know, I, I, and I love the lines, you know, he even throws in a little jab at Spock when he says, you know, he did not feel that sacrifice a vain or empty one, and we will not debate his profound wisdom. You know, he's, you know, yep. Spock always, he said, you know, it, it would be unwise to, you know, debate the logic. And I feel like that's, you know, it's another little shot at Spock. And I, and I, it's, again, it showcases their relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And do you think even that that jibe is really just a, it's it's a loving, right? It's, oh yeah, I definitely think he does that with the intention of, uh, uh yes, uh, like a loving jibe. Like you know, you know, Spock would always make those comments. You know, it would be unwise to, you know, to to debate the logic or whatever whatever he used to say. I would not presume to debate you. Yes, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> right. Um. Kind of going back a little bit to talk about some of the reactions. We were talking about Ahura and her kind of stone face. And um, uh, Savix, you know, she's got – she's teary-eyed. But mm. she, that tear doesn't fall until Kirk says, you know, his soul, that Spock's soul was the most human. Right. And that's when she kind of looks away and the tear falls. And um, I, I wonder about that with, with, you know, is that what's making – part of what's making Savic cry that, you know, does she, uh, does she envy that human quality in Spock or, um, well, I was, I was going to ask you a similar question is when he mentions that, when he says, yeah, he's, his is the most human and she sort of looks away. I had two thoughts. One was, yes, yeah, she's overwhelmed that Kirk recognizes, you know, what Spock, you know, means to him being the most human 
or was she taking it as a little bit of a a little bit of a slight to call a Vulcan human? I don't oh, see she, that. We don't see her. We don't see her curling a fist off screen. Where she's like, "I will take you down for that insult, Kirk." <laughs> I think she's just really emotional. I I agree. I I just it was one of those thoughts I had in my head, right. like thinking like, you know, that would be an insult to uh, to most Vulcans. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that she wore her hair down for this scene since oh, that so had pretty. been. That, <laughs> that hadn't wasn't that a thing in the movie? I didn't dream that up, did they? They were talking about her hairstyle being up uh, versus down. Still yes, regulation. Kirk point that out. Yes. Kirk. Yes. So I just thought Isn't that it? was interesting. Like, is that a funeral hairdo or something? <laughs> well, yeah. Is she off duty? Is she? Oh, but it's still still regulation. Still regulation. It yeah. is still regulation. And maybe she's so emotional too because she is a. Is she what is she a train a student? So this is all. I mean, she's never probably experienced death. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, maybe all of everyone else has gone through something like this before, and I don't know. You know, they're thicker, thicker skinned, and because no, well, really what's, what's the person's name next to her? The woman next to her. Aurora. Yeah, she hasn't made like one facial expression, and they really focus on, you know. Oh God! Here I go again. Kirsty Alley's Mister, whatever her name is, again. Savick. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think it's just they happen to be in the shot, and I was sort of when I when I was talking about that before, I was sort of poking fun because I feel like when you see you know Kirsty Alley and you see um, you know Nichelle uh, Nichols, you know I think it's you clearly get that Kirsty Alley's front and center in that view, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it's we want to see her, and then. When they show Bones and you know Kirk, I feel like they give equal a little bit equal weight, but I feel like Kirk is still the more prominent figure. Right. So I feel like they're just sort of window dressing. Right. I also think it's interesting as he's saying that line and she's getting emotional. They cue the the bagpipes, right? Yes. At that very last point, that's what made me probably the most emotional, even more than the previous scene when Spock was dying, hearing the bagpipes. I know they play it more in the next minute, but just hearing that, I was like, oh, God, the fact they chose bagpipes. Well, yeah, the bagpipes will get you every time. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've i got notes for the for, for bagpipes oh, bag- in the next minute. So I'm going to wait. Okay. Okay. I, I had one last note. and Sorry, I'm jumping backwards again. Um uh, McCoy's reaction or lack thereof. Yes, um, McCoy, the doctor. Dr. McCoy. Dr. McCoy. Sorry, <laughs> that's the woman, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. People are gonna hate us, Candace, <laughs> or me for like, right. But that's the the woman, right? God bless no, McCoy. Right. McCoy is the man right, right. standing next to Kirk, and yeah. Uhura is the woman standing next to Kirstie right. Alley. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Yes. So McCoy. So, McCoy. Uh, oh. Yes. But just for the record, and I'm sorry to interrupt, and I'm not trying to be, you know, an airhead here. The woman that has the jacket over her shoulders, isn't she a doctor also? She, she is. She's Dr. Marcus. Okay. Thank you. Okay. True. Dr. McCoy. So that's a good point, Kathy. Yes. I just mixed up because they both start with M. I'm sorry. It should have been in my notes. I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> There's no wrong answers here. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so Dr. McCoy's reaction, uh, before Spock went into the reactor room, he mind, he gave McCoy a nerve pinch, knocked him out, and then yeah. put his hand, Spock put his hand on McCoy's face and said, remember, and did something. We don't know what. Remember what? We don't know what. Um, now I need to see that. Why did he do that? So keep going. Can't, Sorry. We can't discuss can't that back. right okay. now. Okay. We, 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 we have to go watch another movie to learn some of the answers to these okay. questions. But I wonder if he's a little not himself, as it were, at this moment. Ooh, well, that would make more sense because he does look – yeah. Like he just looks really – That's a good point there, dude. I don't know. Not yeah. – like – I don't know. I guess they all look very serious, but he looks lost serious. That's a great way to put you know, it. Now everyone's – he just kind of – that's – ooh. Wait, yeah. a different I, I, I will say – I'm sorry. Yeah, there's I'm a sequel. To... There's a sequel to this one. That's right. <laughs> We're just we're just gonna put that on a shelf for now. Okay. I just thought it was one. sort of his resting face, but maybe not. <laughs> his resting it's McCoy rest- face. Yes. Rathacon minute. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we need a new need we need a new T-shirt right away. <laughs> resting McCoy face. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was my that was my my was my last note for this minute. Um, okay. How about you guys? Any other notes? No, I, I, I said my one thing. <laughs> and I do just want to say I have a deep appreciation of Star Trek and the canon, even though I didn't know all the names. I feel like I need to, to disclaim that. Nice nice try, Kathy. Thanks. I, I Kathy, love it. that you used the word canon. Star Trek yes. and the canon. Yes. Because I really don't even know what that means. Every time anyone says it, I think of a canon. Like getting fired off a pirate ship. <laughs> and I know, I kind of know what it means. Like it's, but I don't know. But just that you used it. Like I would, I don't think I would be able to use that in a sentence. Oh, canon. I think it's because I'm an English teacher. So or I know canon. the literary canon, C-A-N-O-N. But I think that. Isn't that, that what it is? Versus, isn't the canon that you shoot C-A-N-N-O-N? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> But I think this means like anything and all pure Star Trek fans, right, guys? What does? Yeah. Are they still no, with us? It, yeah, it's in the. No, I'm. I'm just waiting for you guys to work it through. But oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the point. It's in the context of literary canon, right? So that the. Right. But who decides at, what's literary canon? Well, that's well, a great if you question. Wanna, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, depending on could who you I talk make literary, to, could I do it? Could I put stuff on Wikipedia? You could write some fan fiction about Star Trek, yeah. but it wouldn't be canon because it's not like official. Who makes it official? The movie studio. Usually, it's the people who own the properties. Right. Oh, okay. So, like with right. so like so with Star Wars, Star Trek? Uh, Paramount, I think, owns the the most of the rights. Hmm. If so, not okay. all. So you'd have to get permission, and you have to be. You I know. see. Okay. So you want all to submit right. a script? Is that what you're thinking about doing? Submitting a script? I've for got a few some people? ideas. <laughs> all right Sorry. any other thoughts on this minute i think we're good all right folks you can find us online at rathaconminute.com we're also on twitter at wok minute instagram at, as rathacon minute and on facebook we're at the rathacon minute listener federation so you can join that group and talk about this minute and others and star trek 2 star trek 3 whatever any of the star trek films we'd love to hear from you and uh we're gonna be back again on Friday with Minute 102 of Star Trek 2 here at the Rathacon Minute.